Hashtag hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Maddie's Bushwhacker Luke here. 2015 Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner. And you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mount and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my God. We've had 70-degree weather here. We really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. My name is Carl Carafel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk, episode 320. It's bracket season, baby. This week, I'm joined alongside OMD as we do the norm and go through a plethora of topics dealing with the world of professional wrestling. OMD, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing well, brother. Yourself? I'm doing good. Here doing another show week after week as we do. We got a lot to go over and a lot to cover. Okay. And as usual, I like to talk about things that maybe the mainstream isn't talking about. While there may be a few reports that are out there, these topics generally seem to get pushed off to the wayside where we don't get any coverage for them. Right. One of the first ones that I want to talk about here is going to deal with Impact Wrestling. Okay. Impact Wrestling has announced first ever shows to be happening in Australia. Now, you turned me on to this yesterday as we were watching the Raw Watch Along. What information do you have on this? The information I've got from this came from WrestlingNewsSource.com. And uh, it said that they were doing the shows because the New Japan Pro Wrestling Oceana Cup has been delayed due to booking and talent issues. Right. And it will be in Wagga Wagga, I do believe. Correct. Wagga Wagga, New South Wales, Australia. And they're going to be calling it the Impact Down Under Tour, which is going to be on June 30th and July 1st at the um, Equex Center, I, I presume. I don't know exactly how that is pronounced. E-Q-U-E-X, I would say, Equex. <laughs> Equex, yeah, something like that. Equex, Equex, I don't know. Um, I actually quick mix. I don't, I, yeah, I have the article up. Okay. Um, and activities will be starting on Thursday, June 29th. The Impact Tour is supported by the New South Wales Government Regional Events Acceleration Fund. Yes. You've already given the dates. It is replacing New Japan Pro Wrestling due to NJPW scheduling and talent availability issues. The NJPW Oceana Cup has been postponed. Right. And the shows will be broadcast worldwide on Fight TV. Right. So the New South Wales government, as part of its Visa Wega campaign, um, tweeted out and said that they promised four days of activities uh, and two marquee wrestling shows. Now, there is no word on whether or not these shows are going to be taped for impacts uh, shows on like Access TV or broadcast in some other capacity, uh, if at all. But you're saying that it's supposed to be broadcast worldwide, according to your report, correct? According to this report. And where is it here? The shows will be broadcast worldwide on Fight TV and across Impact Wrestling International broadcast platforms, digital and social media. Okay, perfect. 
Perfect. Lots to look forward to when it comes to Impact Wrestling then, and especially with uh, something like this. Um, so as it stands, the Impact Down Under Tour is set to take place on the road to Slammiversary, which is set to happen July 15th in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. And according to this article, most of Impact's top stars will be there. Yes. As well, renowned wrestling podcaster Conrad Thompson will be coming to Australia for the tour and will be hosting a live podcast on Sunday, July 2nd. Okay. And that's that's really cool. That's really cool to be able to go out somewhere else and be able to do a uh, podcast and be able to host a show outside of where you are, outside of your regular uh, areas right absolutely absolutely and wrestling we don't hear as much about it from australia we haven't seen wwe go there in several years right um and even australia gets their version of download festival and have brought nxt in yes that's true um there is more. The Impact Down Under Tour will include major fan engagement elements, including wrestler meet and greets, autograph sessions, and more, and giving opportunities to Australian referees, wrestlers, and ring announcers to be a part of this event. And you see, that's even more fantastic, almost as fantastic as Noob coming in and saying hello, hello to you as well. Thank you so much for joining us here. Um yeah, like that's absolutely fantastic to hear that they're going to be including uh, workers from there as well. Video bro, Bobby Munson, good to have you here as well, man. Really appreciate you uh, saying howdy, Carl and OMD. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good as we're talking some professional wrestling. How are you doing, yes. Bobby? I am well myself, Bobby. Thank you for asking. Noob is saying that backlash over the weekend uh, was the Puerto Rican day parade in his head. Yeah, no, definitely. And we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, backlash in a little bit here. We definitely are. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ed's coming in saying, hey, gents, watching NXT, but we'll catch you on VOD. We appreciate it, Ed. Thank you so much. Experts goal. I see your comments there. Thank you so much. And that seems to be more of a private, uh, private thing. So I'm just going to take a look at that a little bit afterwards. And I appreciate you coming in as well. Thank you for that. What what I find interesting with this is I've had friends who have participated for WXW out of Australia, a guy by the name of Damian Drake. I'm also friends with the Facebook friends, I should say with the promoter and owner of New Horizons Pro Wrestling out of Perth. Okay, awesome. Who have brought in numerous independent talent as well as released WCW, or not WCW, WWE, AEW superstars. They've had Mercedes Martinez. They've had Sarah Stock. They had Rosita and Sarita. It was actually a gentleman I had reached out to a number of years ago as well to see if we could get him on to the show. And they've been putting out some fantastic cards almost on a bi-weekly basis. Nice. That's that's absolutely fantastic to see the European market really blowing up. It, it's 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 crazy. Something else that is a little crazy is the NHL and the NBA and the playoffs that are happening right now. Now we're not going to yes. touch on the actual games that are going on, but we are, what we are going to touch on is that it appears that both the WWE and AEW are loading up their shows to help contend against those playoffs that are happening because they seem to have been losing viewers and losing their spots in rankings. So WWE and AEW have loaded up on, uh, the cards on flagship programs. WWE, 
as we saw on Raw, started with the uh, World Heavyweight Championship Tournament, continuing over on SmackDown. AEW, uh, most loaded dynamite in the last several weeks. On Wednesday, Moxley versus Kenny Omega doing battle inside a steel cage. Yes. Um, Orange Cassidy defends the international championship against Daniel Garcia. Anna Jay versus Julia Hart in a no holds barred match. The House of Black versus Bandito and the Best Friends for the Trios Championship. And Ray Phoenix versus Claudio to round out the card. Wow. Right? So, like, very, very stacked shows happening yes. here. Uh, to maybe tickle the fancy of people to make them turn away from the NBA or the NFL and kind of direct their viewing pleasures over to professional wrestling instead. Absolutely. Um, This is a discussion we've had before about ratings and how do they matter, don't they? Because... There's PVRs, right? There's online streams. Mm -hmm. So anybody can get their fix and have everything. Right. I know we can. I know for me personally, tomorrow night, I'm going to be watching hockey over dynamite. Okay. Um, Just because it is the Leafs likely last game of the season. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Um, so I will be doing that. Um, but we've had this talk when it comes to WWE losing ratings in the fall come Monday nights because of Monday night football. Exactly. So it's a no win situation. So it's a case of do the ratings really matter? Are you still hitting your target demographic? Right. You're going to get your diehard wrestling fans who are going to sit there and skip over the other sports to watch wrestling. You're going to get your casual sports fans who will go back and forth. You're going to get your casual sports fans who are going to watch the game as opposed to watching wrestling. Or like Noob, Noob's going to be watching the Muppets Mayhem over AEW Dynamite tomorrow. That's just because he wants to see Tommy Lee associating with animals. That could very well be. You talked about the ratings for a little bit there, so let's just go into that. In last week's Nielsen ratings, Raw was down, despite being the second half of the 2023 WWE draft, which was uh, given SmackDown's viewership a big boost 72 hours earlier. On the AEW side, Dynamite kind of held steady in the key demographics of adults aged 18 to 49 with the same rating it has been doing throughout uh, the playoff season. Actually saw a 10% drop in the total audience from the week prior, as well as the median for the prior four weeks. So there you go. That gives you uh, information from the Nielsen ratings, which right. uh, you know, are pretty highly respected and uh, you know pretty highly regarded when it yes. comes to the the television ratings. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's always a tough time and a tough season for yes. professional wrestling when football starts, when playoffs are happening. It's just something that's that's uh, that's there that everyone has kind of kind of grown to know and understand considering nowadays, like you mentioned, you have PVR. You can always go back and watch it again. Yes, Bobby Muppets mayhem does look like a good show. Actually. Yeah, it definitely does. I agree. Somebody's going to have to let me know how it is actually, because I, uh, I won't be able to see it. I'm going to be doing a lot of working over the next, uh, next few days. Like eight. Yeah. If you are in Canada and you want to see the WWE live, you have a <coughs> few options and choices this summer. So, WWE Super Show 
will be held on August the 19th at the Canadian Tire Centre in Ottawa, Ontario, while another Super Show will be held on August the 20th at Place Bell in Laval, Quebec. Raw will then air live from the Centre Videotron in Quebec City, Quebec. Okay. With tickets for those going on sale May 12th. Additionally, tickets are now on sale for the following dates for shows in Canada. August 11th, SmackDown at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome in Calgary, Alberta. Monday, August 14th, Raw at the Canada Life Center in Winnipeg, Manitoba. August 18th, SmackDown at the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, Ontario. And that's all that I can find right? for the WWE coming to Canada. Okay. And then let's not forget, you've got SummerSlam in Detroit, which is not too far from the Canadian border. Well, not too far from where we are. True. I mean, our friends over in British Columbia, it's a little bit further for them, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, So you're looking at this. And I'm looking at, is WWE now doing this to counter the AEW Canadian tour? Which I begins th- with Forbidden Door. Right? I think so. I, th- I think that's exactly what it is. Um, you know what? I'm going to get to this comment from Noob, and then I'm going to get into a little bit more with what you're saying there, OMD. So Noob says there's a lot of celebrities uh, from Cheech and Chong to Ben Schwartz to the Smashing Pumpkins, even though every wrestling fan don't talk the Smashing Pumpkins and the NWA, uh, except Bobby. Bobby talks the Smashing Pumpkins and the NWA and uh, myself as well. I mean, yeah, Beats and Beatdowns is a television show or a online show that's available yeah. for people where we talk professional wrestling and music yeah yeah to your point wwe running these in contention to what aew has been doing now aew has been hitting it out of the park when it comes to the ticket sales for wembley yes okay they have Have you noticed on WWE programming lately since these announcements of all these ticket sales, what they've been playing on their television? I actually have not. You have not seen where they're showing that in Cardiff, Wales was a sellout and in this area was a sellout and that area was a sell. And this arena had, you know, they sang Seth Rollins uh, theme song for 12 minutes straight Okay, yes, I've heard that. I've picked it up during the show, but it's just sort of, you know, I pick it up as the banter back and forth between the commentators, not really looking into it. This isn't commentators talking about this. This is a whole freaking video package. Oh, really? Yes, the WWE has put together an entire video package to showcase that they have sold out this place, that place, this place, that place. And the biggest thing that they put a lot of emphasis into is that Seth Rollins theme song was sung by the fans for 12 freaking minutes. Yippee. So this Um, contention that that, that we're talking about, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And actually to go to this point of Wembley stadium and the ticket sales, Mm -hmm. There is an issue because I believe it is Georgia Smith is upset that neither her husband nor Brett are being included in the posters for Wembley's 100th year. Okay, so this is something that she, so she's not, um, you know, upset or ticked off with, um, AEW, but more so with Wembley for not including yeah. that SummerSlam uh, that that they had their fantastic match at. That's right. Okay. Yes, Bobby. WWE does skewer their numbers a lot. Um, yeah, and Seth's, Seth's theme song. I can't even spoke today. Seth's Seth Seth's a, theme song see, is a trend. See, even you're struggling with that. I am. Seth, I am theme song holy shit seth's 
theme song is a trend. I had to like really slow that down. Yep. Wow. Noob is making me look like a noob over here. Jeez. <laughs> Way to go, noob. Way to go. Wow. But yeah, so are, are we finding this just to be WWE trying to flex their muscles? Or or is this petty of them to try to do to try to try to be like I uh, AEW you're nothing we don't care about you know uh, what your numbers are doing for Wembley with uh, you know the show that you're going to be putting on or what what kind of motives do you think are are behind this I think there's a little bit of both I think when we go back and before his retirement. Vince never looked at AEW as competition. Right. He saw them as the other guy. I think now that you've got this sale, you've now got Endeavor looking at, now we have this competition. Now you've got Triple H and Nick Khan looking at, now we have this competition. Now we have to counter exactly where they're going or they have to counter where we're going. Right. So if you're looking at the Canadian tour, right now you're going to look at all in at Wembley Stadium coming up right after Money in the Bank at the O2. Right. So they're both companies are now now trying to bombard and overload those markets all at once. And let's not forget we've got NXT Europe supposedly coming in the new year possibly at some point we've also got a new aew show coming to tv possibly next month right so which i have an interesting tidbit on that one okay uh let's move on then from this discussion at least about the canadian summer tour dates and give me your tidbit of information on this new show that aew is bringing in well this new show collision which is supposed to debut or be announced for next month they are apparently not going to have split rosters They are apparently going to have everybody working both shows, which I think is ridiculous. You know what? I think it's absolutely ridiculous as well. But what did we just go through with the WWE? Yep. The draft. We just went through the draft. So now if AEW bringing this new show collision were to separate them, they're going to be the internet wrestling community is going to lose their absolute shit and go. They're just copying the WWE. Once again, that's all AEW ever does. Bullshit. Yeah. People it's professional wrestling. Yeah. We've seen the exact same thing within professional wrestling since the 1920s all the way up until today. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Copying anybody. No, you see similarities. You see one storyline do get does get played out in one company to six months later being played out a similar storyline, just different competitors, different selling points. Right. And it, it goes back. You were you touched on it to the 20s, to the territories. Yeah. It, it happens on the independent circuit now. Yes. Yep, it sure does. So yeah. Yeah, definitely it does. So I th- you know, I you know what? I think that it's just um it's 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 weird. It's different. Um but I don't see that being a huge issue, although I don't really like it per se. I don't think that it's going to be a detriment to AEW having everyone working uh both shows, you no, know. What I mean? No, no. Here's where where I do find a bit of an issue because now we're, I believe, losing Dark and Dark Elevation. Oh. Mm. That's an issue. That's an issue. And then you still don't have a broadcast deal for Ring of Honor. 
Right. So, and I saw somebody out put out there the other day. They said, why not do the second show? Use the Ring of Honor guys and call it AEW Honor. And good idea in theory. Bullshit idea. Okay. AEW Honor? Like, no, 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 no. You bought the company Ring of Honor. Now I get people change names of companies, but the prestige, the history that is behind right. Ring of Honor, and you're just going to squander that and throw it away? Don't do that. No. AEW, you're your own entity. Leave it at that and run Ring of Honor as Ring of Honor. That's just my, that's, that's, yeah, I went off the handle there. Sorry. Uh, that's all good. Um, so it's really hard to see where they're going to go, what they're going to do. Um, and especially if you are getting uh, CM Punk returning for this new show. Which is supposed to happen in, of all places, Chicago. Why would it happen? Why would it happen anywhere else? Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, their two biggest markets are Chicago and Jacksonville. Exactly. Exactly. We're going to take this time here now to finish up with the first half. And I just want to want to with that, give a huge thank you and congratulations to someone who has announced that he is cleared once again to wrestle and will be accepting bookings, um, you know, for this upcoming weekend, May 12th to the 14th. Alexander Hammerstone. I think it's absolutely amazing that former MLW World Heavyweight Champion Alexander Hammerstone announced that he's cleared and is accepting bookings. And he revealed that himself via Twitter. So I'm I'm thankful yes. that he is healed up and that he is back. An injury that happened on April 6th during the War Chamber uh, matchup that happened Two days later on April 8th, you know, he kind of had his last match since the since his injury, which was a squash against Mr. Thomas at Battle Riot. Um, I'm happy to have him back and I'm hoping yes. for the very best for him. And I'm hoping that he gets the bookings that he's looking for. And I hope that we can see him back on MLW television. Um, you know, it's yes. under television anywhere. Yes, I, and it, it it was disappointing because Alexander Hammerstone was supposed to go on tour with CWE. Right. When he revealed he had the torn adductor injury. Yes. So, and I mean, this is a very quick one-month recovery for yeah. a torn adductor. It is. So, congratulations, Alex. Welcome back. Hope to see you kicking ass in that ring very, very soon. Right. Something definitely had to have happened to help him recover and to help us recover on this program when we are feeling really drained and just all out of sorts is rogue energy. RogueEnergy.com is the place to go and pick up all your drinks to give you that energy boost that you need to get through your day, power through anything that you are doing and need to get done. RogueEnergy.com. 
Com. Use the promo code OLEPODS and get 10% off your entire purchase. Once again, that promo code is OLEPODS, all one word. Let's hear a few words from our friend, Al Snow. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. And at CollarAndElbowBrand.com, use the promo code JKPODCAST and again, receive 10% off your entire purchase from there as well. Once again, that promo code is JKPODCAST. My name is Carl Carafel alongside OMD and this is Turnbuckle Talk. It's bracket season, baby. We got a lot of WWE news to go over here in this last half of the show. So I wanted to make sure that we gave it some time. First and foremost, we are going to be talking about Backlash. The 18th Backlash Professional Wrestling Pay-Per-View, or as they're calling it right now, the Premium Live Events, that was a live streaming event produced by the WWE that took place in Puerto Rico. Dude. Dude. Oh, oh man. Like, this show was, was insane. In yes. the membrane, off the charts, with a chain. Holy shit. Yes. Oh, man. There are a I, few things, though. I think that, you know, maybe placement of different things could have been a little bit different. Um, Bad Bunny, maybe, you know, could have ended out the show. Yeah. I think that that matchup could have, you know, maybe ended out the show. But we're yep. going to get into the show. Starting it off. In an 18-minute matchup with Bianca Belair, the champion, taking on EO Sky for the Raw Women's Championship. My man. My man. Yeah. What a oh. way to start off the show, dude. Oh. It was phenomenal. I mean, I spent, as I was just sitting down to watch it, just as they were, of course, wrapping up the entrances, my little guy says, Daddy, I want to go to bed. Hmm. I missed the first few minutes of the match, but wow. Wow. Right? I mean, EO showed again why she deserves the belt. Again. Again. We emphasis on that. Again. Yes. EO is a fantastic competitor. And I'm not one for a lot of the high flying and all of that, but she does it perfectly right she does she does and, an 18 minute matchup that had just just so much storytell and emotion yeah throughout the matchup that it told its own story perfectly yes and I, i'm gonna say this there's one thing that i think could have really helped progress another story would have been a handshake between Bianca and EO. Even though they are both going to SmackDown now as a result of the draft. Okay. That handshake could have further done the damage control storyline that we're slowly starting to see. You know what? You're right. I think that it definitely could have. Um, maybe a missed opportunity. Maybe... Uh, maybe they're they're already building towards something that we haven't seen yet or that we're not aware of yet. Right, right. So that, and, that could be. And and Bailey's pants. 
okay so a lot of people and i'm not i'm not faulting you for this because bailey's pants yes okay did anybody else notice what bailey did though yes bailey for support of her friend inside the business had the word sky shaved into the back of her hair i guess yep. is what it would be to show that support and solidarity for a team member and friend within the business and that's that's really freaking cool man yeah to, yeah, to have is. someone go to that extent yep to have you know there obviously it's a work name right sky yeah you know, sky is a work name but to have sky shaved into the back of your head yep dude yeah 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 a name that i will not be shaving into the back of my head is omos i am still <coughs> not fully on board with omos but he helped move that needle just a little bit yeah during this matchup that he had with seth freaking rollins a simple singles matchup that went 10 minutes and 30 seconds Sorry, we should mention that Bianca Belair defeated EO Sky to retain the championship, and Seth Rollins defeated Omos with a curb stomp. Or sorry, a stomp. We can't we we shouldn't be calling it the curb stomp. No. But with a stomp. Yes. A decent and matchup. Decent, yes. They gave Omos some opportunity to work. Yeah. And it took an avalanche stomp. Yes. Yes, so, an avalanche stomp. Really cool to see. Definitely yeah. it was. To, to, to like see a stomp come from the top, like that was pretty neat, pretty different, something that we really haven't seen before. Yes. Very cool to see that. In one of the shorter matches, actually the shortest of the nights, we had Austin Theory, the champion, the United States champion, taking on Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed with Austin Theory picking up the win over these two in six minutes and 50 seconds. Really not much to uh, it's really, you know, send a letter it home was, about on this. No, one. it wasn't. It was, I think, done to essentially showcase the U.S. title on a PLE. Right. And further the story between Bronson and Bobby. In the second shortest matchup, seven minutes and 10 seconds, probably the matchup that got uh, the most emotion out of the crowd. We are looking at the SmackDown Women's Championship match that had Rhea Ripley, the champion, taking on Zelina Vega. Now, Zelina Vega coming out uh, very much so showcasing uh, the Puerto Rican heritage that she has, the beautiful cape that she had, or ring yes. gear, you know, that she had when she opened it up and had the Puerto Rican flag there. Like, such a cool visual to see her walking down to the ring and just yes. opening it up. And, and oh my God, like, it was yeah. so amazing. The crowd went nuts. Yeah, the the emotion that just poured out of her mm -hmm. being able to compete on that type of a stage in front of her friends and family because that was her first time competing in Puerto Rico. Yes, despite the heritage, and that was amazing. And actually, she was on. I had read an interview with her today that said, you know, there's a reason why she doesn't compete very much anymore and she gets beat up when she wants to she's not going to go in just for the sake of having a match and being on tv okay she's going to do it when it matters so if it's something significant like backlash okay and i don't blame her given her track record in the industry i really don't blame her 
I mean, that's for her to decide, I guess, and her to work out with the uh, management within the WWE. And if they're going to allow that, then perfect. Uh, yep. Good for them. Good for them. The longest matchup of the night went 25 minutes. This matchup was the San Juan Street Fight between Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. I am... Again, I am going to say it. First off, what's up, Parrish? Thank you so much for coming in, stopping by, and uh, showing your support here for us. I'm going to say it once again. I am pissed off that we continuously got promos saying Bad Bunny is going to be hosting Backlash. Bad Bunny is going to be hosting, 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 hosting. Right. He had absolutely no hosting that he did. He had a fight on the show. And that was pretty much all that we saw of yeah. Bad Bunny. Minus yeah. the backstage segments with Sancho right. Vega. Right. Right. And you know what? And I took it from that from the Raw when he came out and said, I'm going to San Juan Damien to beat you. Mm -hmm. To beat your ass. I'm not ho he said it. I'm I no know. longer going to host. But yet they still placated it that he's hosting. They could have right. just as easily given the hosting duties to Savio Vega. Could have. They could have easily given it to the other special guest appearance that happened during that match. Right. I mean, he, and, he tends to spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool, though. So I don't know how well that would have worked out. But, I mean, what a match. Parrish, I think you're right. Backlash in San Juan, Puerto Rico, did not need a host. What irks me is that they continued to tell us that Bad Bunny was going to be hosting the show. I was looking forward to Bad Bunny hosting the show, and I didn't get it. Right. It didn't need a host. Oh, uh, no. legitimately did not need a host. I get that. No, I was just disappointed that we didn't get what we were being told we were going to get. But card subject to change. That's right. And I mean, I'm going to be fair because I'm not a huge Bad Bunny fan. I don't know a lot of his music or anything like that. Right. And I don't understand a lot of the Spanish language. You know, I've been to the Dominican once in my life where you speak a mix of Spanish, French, all of that. So it's really hard for me to get behind Bad Bunny when I don't understand the language and can't really understand what he's saying. Okay, no, I totally get that. Totally get that. All in all, for me, best match of the night. Oh, hands down. Hands down. Match of the night. Uh, Parrish is saying it was done only to sell Bad Bunny, who was the top draw, and they understood more people seeing Bad Bunny would increase uh, local interest and buy rates. Yeah, I get that. Okay, I'm going to pitch this one to you. And I, I mean, this is, I'm not actually serious on this, but Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul. In a celebrity showdown. Why not? Why not? I, I, I'm, 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 I'm being serious. Why okay. not? Right? Who is, who is the WWE owned by now? That's right. Endeavor. UFC. Endeavor. UFC. How many times have we seen where uh, maybe not necessarily UFC, but we've seen where other companies have done, you know, these uh, uh, celebrity type of matchups. Right, right, and 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 how they draw, yeah, right. Like freaking Jake Paul, I guess Logan Paul's brother, Jake right. Paul, had uh, a boxing match or 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 something like that, right? And, and how how did it sell? It drew amazingly. Right. So if and you could get that same type of atmosphere and that same type of drive on WWE programming to have those two in a uh, you know, professional wrestling match. 
it'll and, sell, man. It, it will. Yes, you're right. You're right. And I do know this because Logan Paul did renew his WWE contract. He also has a UFC deal. Right. So it's not like he can't go back and forth. Parrish would rather see Shaq versus Big Show, and he doesn't want to see Shaq versus Big Show. <laughs> oh, I don't think we're going to see that one anymore. I don't think we so. saw Shaq make his in-ring debut two years ago in AEW when he teamed with Jade Cargill. But I think that it, that it could work. Yeah, if you were to do a Bad Bunny Logan Paul type of situation inside professional wrestling and inside a professional wrestling ring could see it six man tag team matchup usually turns into a cluster 22 minutes of a matchup the bloodline solo jay and jimmy uso defeated matt riddle kevin owens and Sami Zayn by pinfall not a terrible matchup I thought it was a, I actually thought it was a fantastic match. I thought it told the story. I thought it put the closure on the Raw side versus the SmackDown side now because of the draft. Right. So now you don't have to, now we don't have to worry about Sami Zayn running into Jey Uso backstage and say, why are you still doing this? True. You've Put the end to that. You, we've got the closure. Mm -hmm. And now the longest running drama in WWE history is come to an end. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> they, they, Maybe. Can always, they can always revisit it. Right. Bobby saying the biggest problem with the match is it was on a card full of much better matches, and this is not a knock on the match. Yeah, I, you know that's why I'm saying that it 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 yeah. wasn't it wasn't a bad match. No. I, mean, I tend to find six man tag team, you know, eight man tag team matches, uh, you know, the, those larger ones tend to just be a mess. Yeah. Thankfully, this one was not told the story that needed to be told, gave us that little bit of closure that is needed. Um, I agree with this, Parrish. Parrish is saying, personally, the best way to close off this should have been a straight-up tag title match with no solo and no Matt Riddle in there. I would have preferred it that way as well. I think that that would have given us a full stamp of closure. But if you're going to have the bloodline going over to defeat the tag team champions, you kind of need that third person in there so that they're not losing those championships. Yes. I get that side as well, but we could have just had Matt Riddle out of the picture with Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn winning yeah. over Jimmy and Jay. Yeah. I think we could have, I mean, you could have just as easily removed Seth and Omos and done Riddle and Solo earlier in the night. You could have, yeah. You could have easily removed the U.S. title match. I don't know. I, I, I the, the U.S. title match, I think, needed to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, like, we're just, we just came out of the, uh, the draft, right? And we need to really... Um, start to build new faces for people. And I think that this was a perfect way for us to build the face of Bronson Reed. Yes. Right. Yep. So yeah, I think that that's, um, I think that it was a, there was, that it was a good thing to have that matchup on there as well. But you know what? I am disappointed because I know I mentioned earlier, you can, we were trying to build and further that story between Lashley and Bronson. Right. Except that they got separated in the draft. Bronson's on Raw and Lashley went to SmackDown. So we yeah. lost that rivalry before it got started. We did, but we're still talking about Bronson Reed. Yes. So we're still talking about Bobby Lashley. And yes, I know we're still talking about that because we're talking about this uh, PLE that happened. But people are still outside of talking about this show 
talking about Bronson Reed and talking yeah. about Bobby Lashley. So now that they're separated on different brands, this is a great opportunity for both of them to have their face out there now, which yeah. Bobby doesn't need his face out there. He's already no. been out there. Bronson Reed definitely does. And I think that this was a great way to show that Bronson Reed can be as strong as, you know, title contention, yeah. which he was in. Absolutely. Be able to go over to now the new brand that he's going to be working with and still be shown and seen as that dominant force. Right. Parrish is saying Omos and Rollins was really good. What I would have done was draft Riddle to SmackDown. Omos and Rollins was good. Again, as, as I said before, I've, I, I'm still not a 100% sold on Omos, but he did move that needle just slightly for me. Yeah. Bronson Reed was never going to win the U.S. title, and he needed to separate from this. My argument was Bobby versus Braun needed closure, not Bobby versus Theory. Yeah. Hmm? I, I agree. I agree 100%. As we come up short on time here, we're going to get to this last matchup for this PLE of Backlash 2023, nine minutes and 40 seconds, a singles match. Cody Rhodes defeating Brock Lesnar via pinfall, of all things. Shock, surprise, but really not so much when it comes no. to this. Um, I'm loving this Brock Lesnar that we're seeing right now, Cody Rhodes is, uh, you know, definitely over the last few years become a favorite of mine. Good matchup for me. We saw yeah. blood. Yes, we did. Of course we would. It's a Cody match. Yeah. Um, but for Brock to do it the hard way. Right. Um, but this match this was a match that did not need to main event. You know what? No, I don't think that it did. I don't think that this really needed to main event. There was no championship on the line. There was nothing, no. you know, there that really was was needed for no. that. And I think that uh, that yeah, we really could have, you know, gone away with that a little bit, and uh, yeah. you know, had that Bad Bunny Damian Priest matchup be the main event of that show. Absolutely, absolutely. I I completely agree. You could have put Cody versus Brock as the show opener. Could have. And would have done the same thing. Very true. And it could have built. You could have built the show from that like they did at WrestleMania, which was a slow build both nights, which each match getting steadily better. Right. All in all, it was a really great PLE. I was very happy with it. I was happy that they took it outside of, um, you know, North America and brought it to Puerto Rico. And I'm even seeing some talks right now that they are looking at possibly making Puerto Rico as being a permanent home for backlash. Wow. That would be fantastic. I think it would be as well. Um, yeah. That's only talks that I'm seeing right now. Um, when I get more info on that, I can definitely give everybody more, but that's preliminary speculations right now is that right. uh, the show is going to be going back there once again. Let's get to Parrish's comment before we get into our final topic of the evening. The reason this match was the main event was twofold. Both men are main eventers and are bigger stars on the card worldwide. Plus the raw focus was the world title, which Cody was going to be a part of the match, which in then needed to make it a main Okay, yeah. I get what you're saying there. Yeah, yep, I understand that. And and yeah, take take Cody, being that showcase, being the guy at the top of the or at the bottom of that card, I guess you could say, being the main event of that card to show that he is a main event person to be coming into yep. the contention for this world heavyweight title tournament. 
that actually kicked off last night on Monday Night Raw. The tournament to crown a new world heavyweight champion kicked off with two two first round triple threat matches taking place. Seth Rollins colliding with Shinsuke Nakamura and Damian Priest, while Finn Balor squared off against Cody and The Miz. Rollins and Rhodes picked up victories over Omos and Brock Lesnar, respectively, in the past Saturday at uh, or in the 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 past Saturday show at uh, Backlash. Priest and Balor joined forces on, you know, the April 21st episode of SmackDown to defeat the LWOs, Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. Nakamura beat Karrion Cross on Friday's edition of SmackDown. Lots of different stuff going on to uh, have these names as part of this show. Yes. What did you think of the way that this tournament is being uh, done and who we've seen move on as of now? I, I get why they're doing it. I would have preferred it be done a different way. Okay. I would have preferred you do the ranking. Like, I don't want to say a ranking system, but I would have preferred to see an actual tournament style, not for triple threats. Okay. Um, I get why they're doing it because you don't have a lot of time from now until night of champions to do an right. eight, eight or 16 person tournament. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I would rather have seen, you know, like a one seed versus an eight seed, a two versus seven, something like they do in the NCAA mm-hmm. with the uh, road to the final four tournament. Right. Coming down to everything here on Monday Night Raw, for those who don't know already, we had it come down to Seth Rollins and Finn Balor with Seth Rollins getting the victory in the semifinals matchup for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yes. the What I didn't like with that was they said, we're going to our main event at 10.30. Then we come back from commercial with Seth in the ring. Vignette backstage, backstage interview, another vignette, another commercial break. They finally got the match going at 10.48. Right. We don't need to be waiting that long. You could have put on a 30-minute epic story. Now, the match that those two told last night was amazing. Right. It was amazing. And congratulations to Seth. But, I mean, overall in the weekend, Damien and Finn showed why they need to be up there in that upper echelon and contending for those for titles. Right. Um, and we know that Finn's history, he was the first ever universal champion having to relinquish it 24 hours later. Exactly. So, I mean, kind of apropos that he got, he faced Seth last night in the first, first round eliminate first round final. Right. I guess. Yeah. Semi-final. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, and I, I would have preferred that to be the championship match at night of champions right yeah that would have been really cool as well we're not going to be getting that though um we don't know watch smackdown and you'll find out who the contender for uh for seth rollins is going to be at night of champions there is one more bracket tournaments that i want to talk about here and if you want more information on everything nxt make sure that you're sticking around at about 10 10 p.m eastern time tonight you guys can catch uh, taking over with my good friends ed and astrid as uh, they're going to be talking about all things nxt but we're going to end out this night talking about the wwe confirming the bracket for the nxt women's championship tournament as indy hartwell got the call up 
and relinquished the title on the May 2nd episode of NXT. She's been drafted up to Raw. The bracket for the tournament was first revealed on 98.5 of the Sports Hub and then the WWE NXT Twitter page um, sharing it as well, sharing the bracket here. First round matches are as follows. Laya Valkyrie versus Kiana James. Fallon Henley versus... Wait a second. Okay, so the write-up that I was looking at had things a little bit wrong. I'm going to read it off of the actual graphic that I'm seeing. Okay. okay. So Laya Valkyrie taking on Kiana James. Fallon Henley taking on Cora Jade. JC Jane taking on Roxanne Perez. And Tiffany Stratton taking on Gigi Dolan. Fantastic. It is. It is. Fan-freaking-tastic. I think that this is absolutely great and a great way to do this, to have this, this tournament for the vacated NXT Women's Championship. All names that I think can hold that championship and take it to a level of where it should be. Absolutely. Um, where... You know, there's a couple of stories that I would like to see brought to an end in the next round, and I don't think we're going to see that. And that would be J.C. Jane versus Gigi Dolan. And then let's say one of them wins. What a fitting way to end the Toxic Attraction era. Right. What about Cora Jade meeting Roxanne in the other semifinals? Or in the finals. Oh, yeah. That and you put, yeah. put that one to bed, finally. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, because I love Cora Jade. Right. I love them both. Right. I love them both. But, again, just those two, or even have it so that you wind up with a fatal four-way and you can put an end to all of those, because those stories were all intertwined. Right. Hmm. They definitely were all intertwined. It'll be very interesting to see where we go after this tournament. And if all eight of these women are going to just continue to be in a contention or storyline of uh, some way or another to further build the NXT Women's Championship and that division. Before we do get out of here, I want to make sure that everybody knows that there is people to talk to. There is help available out there. And if you're struggling and need someone to talk to, we've got a little bit of help for you. Please take a moment and watch this. We here at Turnbuckle Talk know all too well what it is like to have to go through not only somebody who is suffering and feels as though they can't talk to someone, yep. even going through it ourselves. Yep. That's as far as I'm going to go with that. Um, just know that there is people out there and that these resources are available and it's definitely difficult to be open to them and to talk to somebody who is maybe a stranger or somebody, uh, you know, anonymous. No. Definitely is difficult. 
but I would rather see everybody talk to somebody anonymous than to not talk to us at all. Yeah. That's how I feel about that. So please, yeah. if you are having any type of issues or just need someone to talk to, that's what these resources are there for. And it doesn't have to necessarily just be if you're in a negative, uh, you know, mind space, if you're just feeling down and, and yep. unsure, that's what these numbers are there for. There's somebody there for you. We urge you to please take a look at those numbers and use them if need be. As we always finish out here, my name is Carl Carafel. I've been joined alongside OMD today, and it has been an absolute pleasure. We're not plugging anything on this one here. I just want to remind everyone that the world is a scary place. So take care of each other. <laughs>